Money, Riches, and Wealth is sponsored by the Financial Consulate. Say you don't need no diamond rings and I'll be satisfied. Tell me that you want the kind of things the money just can't buy. I don't care too much for money. Money can buy me This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Money, Riches, and Wealth. Here's your host, Drew Tignanelli. And this is Drew Tignanelli here with Money, Riches, and Wealth. Here with Jackson Courtney. Jackson, how you doing? I'm doing great, Drew. Thanks for having me on the show tonight. You can't play golf, so you figured you might as well come and do the radio show with me, right? Yeah, you know, it's hard to do in the snow, so you got to find a good indoor place, but I'm indoor snow at the radio and, show tonight. Snow and seven-degree weather, right? That's right, that's right. Our our coworker Chris, uh, decided to play last weekend, though, so, you know. Uh, he, he can be, he can play in that kind of stuff. I, as a matter of fact, there we were play, planning to play on Sunday. It was going to be 45 and 15-mile-an-hour winds, and we said, Nah, <laughs> that's not that's not golf. Well, forty five isn't too bad, but yeah, forty five and fifteen degree, fifteen mile winds. I'm not going <laughs> out there. Anyway, Jackson, we are on an open show tonight. That means our listeners are our guests. That means they get to direct the conversation. That means that they can call in and ask anything they want to. Maybe it's something that is is important to them and their personal financial uh, planning. And they wanted to know well, if if I you know if I have this situation, what would be some things that I ought to be considering? And we're here to help you with that. If you want to call in four one zero nine two two six six eighty four one zero nine two two six six eighty is the way to call in and ask that question. We'd love to answer your question. That's what we're here for. We do this show to demonstrate what a true professional advisor should do uh, for you. And if we can help you with a question. Uh, that would be our delight tonight, 410-922-6680. And Jackson will let me know that you're on the line, 410-922-6680, if you want to direct the conversation. Um, while we're waiting to see if anybody wants to talk to us, Jackson, they may not <laughs> want to. We may have to talk to each other for the full hour. Uh, did you have a topic you wanted to ask about? Well, I do want to touch on, you know, we still have to iron out the details, but uh, May 9th, we are planning to have a, uh, a, a book signing event and a, a, you know, a quick seminar led by Drew. Uh, so more details to come on that um, in the future. Yeah, Thursday, May 9th, and we're probably going to do it a little earlier in the day because, you know, we've, we've realized that, you know, you've just spent six, uh, you know, tw 10 hours at work or whatever, if you could get off a little early and go, it would probably be better than try to come at 6 o'clock. So we're going to do it at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We'll sign books. We'll uh, do some top tips on on uh, taxes and uh, what we call invisible losses and uh, talk about some of the tips in the book and, um, you know, just get to meet each other, answer any questions. You know, a lot of people have said, I, you know, I'd like to meet you someday. And, you know, we'd <laughs> love to meet you too. So... You know, if you want to uh, keep that on the calendar, May 9th, we'll give you more details in the next few weeks. So we're on an open show tonight, Jackson, 410-922-6680. You've got Gene in Columbia, eh? our friend Gene. Yeah, we've got Gene in Columbia. Um, we're going to go to Gene. Hey, how you doing, Gene? How can we help you? All right, my question has to do with... <clears throat> Uh, I have a CPA do my taxes every year. It's been going on for 25 years. Um, 
and I never bothered to ask this question of him, so I'm asking it of you. I have uh, dealings with, um, I get all these forms this time of year. I started getting them today. Right. Two, bro- two brokerage firms, three uh, mutual funds, maybe five or six. And one of them with Vanguard, everything I have with them is in a traditional IRA. Okay. Nothing, nothing taxable. Today I got a, a 1099 DIV from um, Vanguard. Now, since none of that's going to be taxable, do I need to muddy the waters and give that extra piece of paper to the CPA or just not give it to them? If you got a 1099 DIV from Vanguard, either they made a mistake or you're mistaken as to that you only have IRAs there. No, no, no. Well, well, wait a minute. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. Um, I did take uh, RMD from there, so maybe that's what it is. No, 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 no. An RMD would not create a 1099 DIV. It would create a 1099 R. Well, I'm just talking about what my beloved wife said. Well, she may be seeing a 1099 R and accidentally called it a 1099 DIV. Okay, so if it's a a whole totally tax... Uh, um, IRA account, it does, never generates a DIV. Correct. It'll only generate a 1099-R. <clears throat> there are some really obscure documents that would also possibly, but you would re- you rarely see them. 1099-DIV is only for an after-tax account. What would the form say if it was a RMD? 1099-R. Well, thank you. That was a very good question. And a good well, that was a good question. That's a, but that's the only way you'll get a, a distribution from an IRA is always a 1099-R. And remember, if you did a qualified charitable distribution, 1099-R is not going to mention it. So make sure you tell your accountant to factor in what QCDs you did, qualified charitable distribution. And also one more thing that you just said, Gene, in your whole conversation, a little piece of advice you need to consolidate all of those investments with one brokerage account, not have it scattered over. You don't have to sell anything. Just consolidate in kind to one brokerage account, one bank account. Make the life easy for your children and your spouse if you ever become disabled. Don't have things scattered all over oblivion. You know, it's the worst thing you could do for a family. Well, the problem I have is that, uh, well, my number one, my son's an attorney. He's a pretty smart guy. And um, my daughter's very intelligent, too. She's a school teacher. And my bottom line is I don't trust any one institution with the amount of money I have. Well, I, you may say that, but, you know, you have to understand how the world of custodians now operates with the central depository and the SIPC and so forth. You know, the Lehman Brothers thing went under at the worst time possible. Not a single dollar was lost by a single person who was with Lehman Brothers unless they were invested in Lehman Brothers stock or bonds themselves. Anyway, I got to roll, but that's just my piece of advice to you. I understand what you're saying. That's always the excuse they give me, but I don't agree with it. Uh, I think family is much better off consolidate anyway we got to go to a traffic pause we'll be right back money riches and wealth 
This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back. Money, Riches, and Wealth here with Jackson Courtney. And uh, we're into the second quarter of the show. We're on an open show. We only got Gene as the only one that called us and (laughs) talked to us in the first quarter. And now nobody's on the line. Lines are fully open, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680. If you want to jump in and get your question answered, whatever it might be, maybe it's on Social Security. That's a hot topic always, Social Security. Maybe it's on Medicare. That's another hot topic. Maybe it's on you know income taxes coming up like Gene was asking about. You know, Maybe it's something to do with your... Uh, making an IRA contribution or, or a health savings account contribution, or maybe it's on estate planning and something that's happening with an inheritance you're getting, whatever. If it deals with personal finance, we're here to help you with it. 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680. You know, Jackson, one of the things that I like to talk about at this time of year is that um, people go to either a tax preparer or they go to TurboTax and they assume that they are getting a very good tax return done because they paid money to the uh, accountant to prepare the tax return or they you know, went through TurboTax and TurboTax asked them a whole bunch of questions right. and got the tax return because TurboTax is obviously omniscient and the accountant obviously wants to save you money on your taxes, but little do they know that it's one of the most common areas of an invisible loss where you get your tax return back and nobody ever says to you, hey, if you would have put $3,000 in an IRA, that 3000 could have saved you you know, $4,000 in taxes, you say, that's impossible. How can a, a contribution to an IRA save more than what you actually put into it? And right. the answer is, with the weird tax laws today, it's very possible. Um, and we've done it. And uh, But most tax preparers aren't focused on that kind of stuff. What they're focused on, you gave me your information. You told me this is what you have. I'm making sure I put it in the tax return correctly. And I'm giving you back your tax return. And here it is. And I don't have time to sit around and think about whether you could have done this or you could have done that or you would have done this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
or, or that next year, by the way, next year, when you go to do your this, this, and that, do this. And it'll sa- it would have saved you a lot of money. Anyway, invisible losses, very common tax preparation time. Um, let's go to Bob in Timonium there, Jackson. Okay. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Fine. Uh, good, evening. good evening, Drew. Just two quick questions. One is uh, if we take uh, your firm on, my wife and I were still working in our early 70s, and uh, do you also do uh, the tax preparation? Is that included in the fee? I know you're not. Uh, you don't we don't. Yeah, we don't we don't include tax preparation in our fee for okay. the overall comprehensive management. We add an additional fee when we do the return, but our fees are very discounted from what a a CPA normally would charge to do a client's tax return. You're saying you're two people married, 70 years old, you know, 5 550 bucks is what we normally would charge for that kind of tax return. Okay. Um because we've got a, a, a accountant that's a, a personal friend of my parents. Well, but here, here's one of the things we do, Bob. Yeah. yeah, so here's one of the things we do is if you're a comprehensive client, we'll review your other accountant's tax return for free because, yeah. you know, as long as we're not preparing it, we, we right. will review it for free, and that's the best of all worlds. you got two different eyes on the tax return, and you and make sure that you get the best options. Okay, and you understand that you are a fiduciary. That's uh, you know definitely something we would would be looking for. We don't right. We're a for fiduciary, Bob, under four different realms. We're fiduciaries because we're CPAs. We're fiduciaries because we're CFPs. We're fiduciaries because we're with NAFA, and we're fiduciaries because we're independent RIAs with the SEC. You can't get more fiduciary than that. Nope. <laughs> and uh, the, the compensation. That was the question. So I don't hold you on too long. Uh, that you do is it is it based on a percentage of the total assets of that we own or is, uh, did, was that only the assets a, a percent of the assets that only that we have under our custodial umbrellas that we're either managing or supervising and the right, fees are different real estate and not no 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 all right great question bob okay thank you Right. Thank you. With your office. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it. Look forward to talking with you and get to meet you. All right. Thanks, Bob. We're going to go to Greg in Annapolis next. Hey, Greg, how you doing? How can we help you? Hi, quick question. Um, are there any circumstances where an elderly person would not have to take an RMD from their IRA? No. In a, in a given year? No. Unless unless the unless the uh, Congress, uh, you know, forgives the RMD like they did in 2020, like they right. did in a couple other years in the past. So those are the only reasons I can think of that an elderly person. But no, there's an RMD is an RMD and that's all there is to it. Um, unless it's a Roth, Roths don't have RMDs, but traditional IRAs, 401ks, 403bs. I can't think of any reason that they would not have an RMD. Okay, and are those RMDs based on a calendar year? They have to occur by December of the the year, the taxable year? Except in the very first year, you know, after the very first year, it's year by year. So if I'm 73 now, or 75, let's say, and it's the December 31st balance of the year before divided by the factor 
that you find in the RMD tables, um, and you have to have that money out before December 31st. So you have January 1st to December 31st to get it out. If you don't, the new penalty now is 25%. It used to be 50%. Right. Okay, that was it. Thank you very much. All right. Good question. Very All good. Right. I can't think of any reason you, you no. wouldn't have an RMD. <laughs> I do have some older clients that say to me, you know, I'm a lot older now. They, they don't tax money when you're 96 years old, Sonny. Right. And I've had that <laughs> one told to me a few times. Uh, go ahead, Jackson. Right. We're going to go to Glenn in the Eastern Shore. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? Good. How are you guys tonight? We're doing great. great. How can we help you? Uh, I just have to, I hope it'll be a quick question uh, and maybe an easy one. Um, I have a, account, a retirement account from uh, several years ago when I worked briefly with the federal government. Yep, and TSP. It, yeah, and it's a, really not a huge amount of money. I think it's something probably like 30000 but it's, um, you know, it's sitting there and it's earning nothing, and I thought, I remember you guys talking, it's been a while, but about I-bills, and I wondered if that would be a convenient way to, you know, transfer it into something that would be more profitable. So if it's in the TSP, and I'm assuming it's in the pre-tax TSP, like what's called the traditional TSP, which means you haven't paid taxes on it, you can't put it into I-bonds uh, because there's no way that I know of that you can set up an IRA that owns I-bonds. So that's a problem with that. Now, you can take it out and move it into other types of treasury bonds and treasury bills, which today are paying like 5%. So if you just want to do that, that that's a very easy one. Okay. And is that where the I-bills are? I thought they paid higher. That was why I was... No, no, no. The I-bonds, and what you're talking about is about a year ago or two years ago, the I-bond was paying 10% because there's an inflation factor into it. And when you factored the inflation of like 8% into the 1% or 2% they were paying, you know, that's how they got to that 10%. Anyway, I got to take a pause. If you want to hold on and ask any more questions, you can do that. But right now... I've got to get ready to go to traffic. We're on an open show tonight. We have nobody on the line. 410-922-6680. Take it away, traffic. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. Now back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back. Money, Riches, and Wealth here with Jackson Courtney. 
And uh, we have an open show here. We're answering your questions, 410-922-6680. And uh, just real quick, to, uh, Jackson, before we go to our callers, what Glenn was talking about with the I-bonds, he kept calling them I-bills. They're I-bonds. They're inflation-protected bonds. And when you had that big year of inflation, like 8-point-some percent, plus the 1% the bonds pay. So to understand this, the I-bonds paid a guaranteed flat interest rate, which normally back then was like 1%. And then whatever the inflation rate was at the end of the term, you would get that adjusted to your principal. So that one year when you had that 8% inflation, plus the little, they, it was like paying like 10%. And then the next year paid like 6% because you had like a 5% inflation. And that's, that's where he's getting those numbers from. But the point is, is that inflation is down now and the I-bonds are now yielding more like 4 or 5%, you know, just like the T-bills are. So anyway, uh, but unfortunately you can't put I-bonds in an IRA. So um, right. and let's there's a go. Limit. We, you can only do yeah. 10,000. You can only do 10,000 per year anyway, per person. So right. uh, who's so up next? So we're going to go to Tom in Parkville. Tom in Parkville. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good. How are you today? We're doing great. How can we help you? Yeah, uh, my daughter lived in Virginia for three months and then got a job in Maryland last year for the last nine months. When I file state income tax for her, which state do I have to file or both? Where does she live? Where she lives now? Yeah. Uh, in, in Maryland. She lives in Maryland. Where did she live for those three months or so? In uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. Okay. Yeah, you have to file in both states. So you file what's called a partial tax return in okay. Virginia. And so for three months of her income, whatever was uh, wages on that uh, W-2, you'll yep. file in Virginia. And okay. then you'll you'll say she entered the state in let's call it April, and uh, whatever her W two says for Maryland, you'll say that was Maryland. So yeah, you file partial return for the two years. For both mean for two. I'm sorry, you file the partial return for the two states, not yeah. the two years for the two states for 2023. Gotcha. Thank you. All right. All right. I confused Tom. myself there, Jackson. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Next, we're going to go to Todd and Severn. Hey, Todd, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Good. Hey, um, uh, love the show. I, I catch you on the way home most times. Um, so I, I just give you a little background. I'm a, a, a 57-year-old male. Um, uh, been married for almost 39 years. Uh, so my wife and I are... <clears throat> You know, we're starting to look at the end game as far as retirement and different things like that. Um, so we we want to try to uh, maximize. So she's got an IRA. I have a retirement fund and a uh, an, an IRA myself. Now she's at a she's at a bank with hers, and I heard you earlier saying something about trying to kind of keep everything together. Should I? Should I take hers and move it to where mine is? Um, Where's yours? Mine's with T. Rowe. T. Rowe. Well, there's no bank that's going to give you, you know, that greater rate of return over the long term. Banks, in my opinion, are a pain in the neck to keep your IRAs and, and assets with. Uh, T. Rowe is a much more logical choice. And I would agree that you want a bank for your checking 
You want an online savings account for your savings. You don't ever want to keep savings in a brick-and-mortar bank. They're just unbelievable how little interest rate they pay you. And then you want like one brokerage or investment company like T. Rowe Price or Vanguard or Schwab or somebody like the financial consulate to manage everything else for you. And that's the, that's the most logical way to do it. And I hear what Gary, Gary was saying earlier that he doesn't trust it with one. But in today's world, that's not an issue the way the central depository works and, and so forth. So that's, well, well, that's the way I would do it. Well, the other question I have for you in regards to that is, is so, I mean, just I'm a blue collar guy, uh, you know, go to work every day, just, you know, buy into, uh, you know, my match, whatever. I was doing 11% at one time, had to back off because of inflation, but I'm still at like 7% and the match is 6%. Um, I just want to, I, I want you to help me maybe point me in the right direction of finding some material or, you know, uh, becoming a little sharper with this um you know uh money game if you have any well you can you can read my book the financial physical and uh you know you get some great uh tips at the end of every chapter there's three lessons on every at the end of every chapter um and uh that would be a great way to start my friend and t Rowe price has lots of uh sources that online with them that are free that you can use to do retirement analysis and all kinds of things like that. So I would definitely get my book, The Financial Physical. It's only $6 on Amazon. Okay. We price it for you to buy and uh, and then talk to talk to T. And they've got lots of people there that you're you're paying for and they'll give you free advice on all kinds of things. So, you know, use that resource also. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time, guys. All right, Todd. Great, sure great question. Excellent question. All right, we're going to go to Rick and Rosedale next. Well, I think you miss Gary and Dundalk, don't you? Oh, I'm sorry. We're going to go to Gary and Dundalk. Oh, hey, Gary, how you doing? You go. Doing good. How I saved you, you, Gary. <laughs> he was going to skip you, but I said no way. I got to talk to Gary. Him on May 9th, then. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Gary? Well, I have a technical short question for 2024 taxes. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to break the tax bracket I'm in, and I was wondering the amount that you go over at the minimum end, is that taxed? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Is that taxed in that bracket, but just the amount you go over, right? That is correct. That's the, that is the most... Greatest misnomer people have is they think you go into a new tax bracket and all of a sudden it retroactively hits every dollar you made, but that's not true. It only hits the money that went over that bracket. That's what I need to know. All right. That's it. Simple question. Good question. Excellent. And I hope everyone heard what I just said. So let's say the 22% tax bracket ends at $160,000 for a married couple and uh, you go over 162 by $2,000 into the 24% tax bracket, it's only that $2,000 that's getting taxed at 24%. You don't retroactively go back and tax everything at 24%. Big misnomer in that situation. Right. Let's go talk to Rick and Rosedale now. Okay. We're going to go to Rick and Rosedale. How are you doing, Rick? I'm good. I have How a tax question. <clears throat> 
I just, I inherited some money when my dad passed away. And I was wondering, do I have to pay income tax on that? So it depends on what you inherited, Rick. Most of the money you're going to inherit is not going to be taxable. It's going to be 100% tax-free, except if it was like a traditional IRA or 401k or 403b. That would be taxable, and there's some other things that would be taxable. So what in general did you inherit? Hmm. Um, I think it was the sale of his house. Tax-free. And some bank money was that he had in the bank. I don't believe he had he might have had some IRAs. I'm not sure. Right. If you had general, if you had general bank money, just cash and savings and things like that, hundred percent tax free. Sale of the house, a hundred percent tax free. The only thing you're going to pay taxes on is if he had IRAs in the bank that were distributed, and then you're going to pay your inherited share of those distributed IRA assets. So that's the only thing. But I would just talk to my brother and say, was there anything that we inherited that's going to be taxable? And the answer should be, for the most part, from what you're telling me, no. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a very good thing. You know, yeah, but there are people out there in, in Congress and politics who want to change that. So beware, my friend. Vote properly. <laughs> spent it all, sir. <laughs> all right, buddy. Good question. You take right. care. I love your show, man. You guys teach a lot of people a lot of things. Well, I appreciate Glad that, Rick. It. It's very kind Thanks, of you Rick. to say that. Um, we got to go to an open show. <laughs> we're we already go on an open show. <laughs> got to go to man, commercial. I, we got to go to commercial. But I want to say to everyone, if we, we have all lines open, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680. We'll be right back after this pause. Radio 680 WCBM. We're back. Money, Rich, and Wealth here with Jackson Courtney. Always a pleasure to have you, Jackson, with me. And yeah. uh, we're on an open show there, Jackson. And uh, that means our listeners are a guest. We've got about 10 minutes left. We, we have one caller online. We could probably take another one or two. And the lines are open for you if you want to call and ask your question before we finish today. 410-922-6680. 410-922-6680. Where are we going, Jackson? Uh, we're going to go to Towson with Lee. Hey, how you doing, Lee? I'm doing great. Earlier in the show, it was mentioned that a $3,000 IRA contribution might save $4,000 in taxes. I can understand how that... It could save you money if you're near the threshold for an increased Medicare Part B premium. But I'm wondering if there's any other ways. Oh, there's a, there's a ton of them. Okay, and and in Maryland, you're you're really subject to this. Okay, so let's say that you made a hundred and fifty-one thousand dollars. You're married, and you and your spouse are both over sixty-five years of age, and you both still work. You know, and uh, and let's say, or I'm sorry, one of you works. Let's say you work, Lee, and uh, you're over sixty-five years old. Your wife's over sixty-five, but she's not working anymore. 
Okay, so she's not contributing to a pension plan, and your overall income is $151,000. Now, that $151,000 immediately just cost you $1,750 worth of Maryland State Senior Tax Credits. Okay, so you, you just lost that. Now, wait a minute. It gets worse. You also just lost, let me think about this, 3200 You just lost $3,200 in Maryland state tax exemptions because your income was over one fifty, And that $3,200 represents about $300 more in taxes. So now you're down $2,050, and you haven't even begun to take the tax savings off for the IRA contribution. So right. you, you do a $3,000 IRA contribution, you right. save 22% on that, that's another six or $700, and the $3,000 also just saves you another 300, so that's another $1,000. So you just, you know, $3,000 contribution just saved you, you know, $3,000 plus in income taxes. Right. You know, because the, these these tax these uh, politicians are implementing these cliff taxes. Cliff taxes right. means you go one dollar over a number, one dollar over a number, and all of a sudden, boom, it causes taxation. I mean, I'm using one hundred fifty thousand and and one hundred fifty one thousand. It it could be one hundred fifty thousand and ten dollars. And you just lost seventeen hundred. What what logic to explain this to? I'd love to have a politician come on and explain this to me. Where's the fairness in a guy that makes one hundred forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and he gets seventeen hundred and fifty dollars off his Maryland income tax, and another guy makes one hundred fifty thousand and ten dollars, and he has to pay the state of Maryland seventeen hundred and fifty more dollars in tax. It makes no sense whatsoever. But you want to hear the really the biggest kicker of them all is if you lived in the state of New York, in the state of New York, ready for this? <laughs> if you die in the state of New York with six million I think it's $590,000. I don't have the number exactly. If you die with $6,499,000, you don't owe the state of New York anything. If you die with $6,510,000, you all of a sudden owe the state of New York like $123,000 in estate taxes. Now, go figure that one out. Wow. I mean, this is this is insanity, what these politicians are doing, and believe that they're just in doing them. And I haven't even begun to talk about all the other baloney in the tax, the tax laws. It's just, it's getting insane. And yet they, they go home and sleep at night. I don't know how they do it. I don't, I really do not know how they go home and sleep at night with the garbage that they're pouring out on the American people and they're they're like frogs in a pot that have no idea they keep turning the heat up on them and you know I call it invisible losses Lee where the guy that made 151,000 
he doesn't even know that he just lost $1,750 tax credit. He has no clue because tax preparer or Tober Tax just gives him back his return and says, this is it, end of the story. And they don't even know. <laughs> so, yeah, but if he did know, it would be too late. Because he, he well, gave the IRA contribution last year. No, 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 no. You have until April 15th to do an IRA contribution. You have until April 15th to do an HSA contribution. So there, there is possibly... There are occasionally times where you can still do them before you file that tax return and get it down. But most people don't know that this is what's happening or that they even have options to do this. Yep. Oh, this very is interesting. This is what I call invisible losses. And uh, I mean, I, you know, I haven't even told you, you know, you got the premium tax credit from the ACA, the American uh, uh what is it? The uh, what's the American, American Cares Act? Uh, the the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, that's why yeah. I got it wrong. The Affordable <laughs> Care Act. Uh, you know, there's another stupid law, you know. And uh, if you're taking those premium tax credits, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, you you could end up paying a lot of extra taxes, um, you know, because you don't understand how that tax law is working. You know. Anyway, it's just it's mind-boggling to me. But hey. I didn't have the ability to do anything else other than to help people with taxes, so they they create a job for me at least, you know. So I give them, <laughs> I give them credit for that much, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Lee. Good talking to you. Always a pleasure. Thank you for calling in. Um, uh, another, uh, you know, invisible loss that we were talking about off air was, you know, what if there's a situation where you do your taxes every year and and, and you don't. You don't remember to carry over your your carry forward losses from last year. You know what if you're like yeah. Gene and you get, uh, you know, six thousand dollars or you know a few thousand dollars on a ten ninety nine uh, DIV and and it's capital gains that that you could use losses towards and you just forget. Right. Well, you know that happens uh, quite often, and there's two reasons why this happens, uh, Jackson. And and one is you don't know that when you're doing TurboTax. It's a critical that you carry that last year's tax return over every year. It's, a, it's imperative. People don't do it because they'll get a new computer, and when they get a new computer, something goes wrong and they don't get all their stuff off their old computer, and so they just start over with a new TurboTax file, not realizing that there are things on that last year's tax return that's important to know. But it's not just capital gains and losses or capital losses that you have to track. The really critical one, Jackson, is if you're a real estate investor or, or an investor in any kind of a, a passive investor in anything, and you have passive losses. Now, this passive loss category is really critical. And this is one of the key areas where I find mistakes all the time. Okay, so you, you have these passive losses being carried over year by year. It's critical that they be maintained and that you get proper accounting of it. That's why if you use a tax preparer, you better make sure you keep going back to that tax preparer. Or if you get a new tax preparer, you better make sure that they thoroughly review your at least the last three years of returns to make sure that you have. Um, but passive losses, you if you if you misclassify an asset as passive and it should have been non-passive, 
I, I could tell you time and time again that I've had to go back and, and get an accountant to change it to non-passive, and the client saves $15,000 in taxes because of that. And another one, the 8606 non-deductible IRA. There's another critical one. We had a new client that came into us about a, a three or four, three years ago, right. and we had $160,000 in non-deductible IRAs that we were able to convert over to Ross. And uh, if nobody would have ever done that for him, he would have been stuck with the absolute worst scenario right. of $160,000 in non-deductible IRAs for the rest of his life. Uh, and not never even realized how bad a decision that was. And it could have been moved 100% tax-free to Roth. Anyway, Jackson, always a pleasure. You always get me riled up at the end of the show. <laughs> it's a good thing. You anyway, too. Thanks for having me, Drew. Have a good night. It's Drew Tignanelli saying God bless. Gone.